0: Hello and good day, everyone. This is the Star City Podcast, where you can listen in with us on interesting conversations with special guests and their stories from work, life, and faith. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and today we're going to hear from two friends of mine, Coy Rennick and Roy Whit. Guys, welcome to today's program. Brian, it's great to be with you. Thank you for this opportunity, Brian. Well, it's great to have you here. You know, we've been talking about this for a while, and now it's finally here. Now, Roy, you're a graduate of Rensselaer Polytechnic University, where you received a bachelor's degree in chemical engineering. You were a a refinery plant manager, I believe. And after retiring from Marathon Oil, you also worked as a vice president for Meridian Corporation right here in Roanoke.
1: And now you and your wife, Kathy, are enjoying the grandkids, right? Right. Well, that's right. I I spent several years as a plant manager and finished my career managing uh, engineering groups and technical functions for Marathon. And and then I took over a a small group in in Meridium and helped them create processes and procedures around the globe. Wonderful. Wonderful. Now, Coy, you had a 30-year
0: career, I understand, as an HR director with several companies, finishing up in a large furniture company as the vice president of uh, HR operations. And then when things were changing in the furniture industry, you began your own uh, business, a very successful business called the Rennet Group, which you sold about 10, 11 years later, and you've been trying to retire ever since. Is that right? Yes, sir. (laughs) The
2: career has been a lot of fun and I'm down to one day a week, Pastor, so getting uh, ready to retire very soon, next April. Well, uh, I, I imagine Bonnie, your wife,
0: is going to hold you to that. Well, you know, guys, we're going to talk about something that you both are very familiar with. We're going to be talking for just a few minutes about scheduling, multitasking, setting goals, and working to achieve them. So let's begin by answering the question quickly. What is the difference
1: between a goal and
0: a dream or or a hope?
1: Well, Brian, let me uh, step in there. The The way you look at goals is trying to understand what it is. And in business, it's really important to to follow some pretty good guidelines. And Coy and I were talking earlier, uh, one of the best guidelines that we're aware of is to think of goals as smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into that, but uh, if you unpack that and understand it, you're going to create some really good goals. Mm, Good point. And you must put
2: it in writing. Just because you've got it in your mind, it's not going to make it happen.
1: You know, Brian, uh, when you think about this SMART acronym, it's kind of hard to put it into practice. And uh, if you can think about working in an industrial setting, an oil refinery, it's pretty important to be safe. But I had a foreman once who gave me a goal for the year of work safe. And so we had to sit down and and have a a little conversation about being a little more specific, making it measurable, make sure we could achieve it, understand why we were doing it, and set some timelines on it.
0: And I imagine as young men, you learned this principle and then were able to recognize when it wasn't being followed. And, And let's talk about that for just a minute because a lot of people make a general goal that really is not measurable, not personal. And, uh, or they make the mistake of saying, I'll start tomorrow. So let's talk about procrastination. You know, They might have a reasonable goal. It might be measurable, but getting started is a hard thing for them to do. Even if the goal is an important goal that needs to be accomplished in their life, the temptation is that if it requires doing something hard, then we can put it off until it's easier to get in on the schedule that is more convenient. You know, Roy, one of the things you stressed when you were uh, working and serving with us here on our staff at First Roanoke was to never put off making a good decision for the dream of making a perfect decision at a better time. Uh, Talk about that for just a minute. How do people fall into
1: the trap of waiting for the perfect opportunity for the perfect choice? Well, I'm a good example of that. My, my personality is one that demands things be perfect, correct, and right. And I learned that late in my career, but I, I lived with it all my life. Uh, you, you have to deal with the circumstances as you encounter them. And oftentimes, putting off a decision is worse than making a not-so-good decision. So you take in all the rele- relevant information that you can and process it as best you can to make a timely decision because that's likely to lead to a better outcome. Mm.
0: I guess, Coy, one of the challenges that people can run into is in waiting for the perfect opportunity, which really never arrives, they miss the right opportunity to do the right thing in the right way when they had the chance, didn't they?
2: They do. you got to have the vision in mind. Where we, Where's the big vision we're headed to? And then that helps you to make those decisions. Uh, part goals to get to that big vision. So you have to always keep that in mind and try to keep your head straight and, and to excel at meeting the sub-parts of that visionary goal. Uh, if you were talking, either of you, to a, to a new Christian, uh, then what are some
0: of the goals that you would encourage them to set for themselves uh, either in their professional life or their personal life that would be interactive with their Christian faith with the ultimate aim of bringing God glory uh, in the pursuit of those goals?
2: I, I would say the first thing is to tithe. If you do the tithing, a lot of these other things are going to become much easier. Mm. The second part on the personal side is put 10% of their income in for their own retirement. So if you do 10 for the Lord, 10 for the family and their retirement, a lot of these other things are going to fall in place.
0: You know, Jesus talked a lot about financial management and stewardship. Uh, a lot of Christians don't realize how often Jesus spoke about money because he understood that if a Christian can control his money and his, the management of his possessions, things he can't take with him when he dies, then a lot of other things that are even more important he'll be able to control and manage well. is that right, Roy? Well,
1: yeah, Coy, that uh, offers a couple of great points practical goals for people to set and I I like to try to live by principles but God taught me that lesson very early in life where I was not tithing and I felt like I could not afford it what what I was missing was that it wasn't me it was God and the the, the very week that I turned that over to God and said I'm going to tithe first and then depend upon you to provide for us I've never looked back and God has always taken care of me and that applies in everything. We, we have to remember that our skills and talents are not ours. They, they were given to us by God, and, and we're to use them for Him. And when you recognize that and set your goals based upon that and, and based upon the overall principle of glorifying Him, it means things like doing your best, being honest, and having integrity, and working for your employer if you choose to work for an employer. Uh, if you're self-employed, just doing the best job you can for your customers. So those are the principles that flow out from those practical things that you talked about. Are there any resources or suggestions that either of you would have for
0: our listeners about aiming high, staying focused on one's goals, uh, not becoming discouraged uh, if things don't turn out like you planned at first? Uh, what, would you, what do you want to share and pass on to our friends who are listening to us today?
1: Well, Brian, I, I've got a really long list, but I'll try to condense it to a few that uh, are really meaningful to me. The, the first one would be to grab a hold of a cop- copy of The Way of the Shepherd. Um, it's written by a guy named uh, Kevin Lemon, and I, I think he has a co-author called Penlack. It's a great book. Uh, the other one is a little bit uh, different. It's called Leadership and Self-Deception, Getting Out of the Box. Uh, it's by the Arbinger Institute. Uh, Books by uh, Malcolm Gladwell, he's a really entertaining writer and and very informative, so if you can pick up a couple of his books, Blink and Outliers, they're just excellent reads. Mm, Yes. Um, I I hesitate to even recommend a a book by Google, but (laughs) there there is a a great book out there called Work Rules. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, written by an officer of Google and if you're in a corporate situation that's just an uh, absolute necessity.
0: Yes, I picked up a copy of that for myself last year. Yeah. Uh
1: the final one is is something that 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 I got a hold of 40 plus years ago written by uh, Atwater, called I Hear You Listening Skills to Make You a Better Manager and uh, most men have a little bit of trouble listening and, and hearing their their wives, and I get reminded of this frequently. But uh, I go back and read that book and try to impress upon myself the uh, the will and, and the ability to employ some of the suggestions that Atwater makes.
0: Boy, you're so right, Roy. In accomplishing goals, the art of listening whether it's to uh, with listening to our wives, our kids, our church members. Uh, those in ministry with us, are those that we're employed by or are employed by us. Uh, that is so key in helping others to achieve their goals and us as well. Coy, what else would you uh, add to that or would you say to someone encouraging them in setting goals? Maybe someone that hasn't ever really started taking goals seriously.
2: I would say, uh, me and Roy was talking about that earlier, learn to say no. You get too many opportunities to do too many things. Set your Hmm. priorities of what you need to do and learn how to say no to some of the things that are offered to you. And then one more advice I would have is make sure you try to separate work from family. And that means cutting off your phones, your TVs, and all your electronic devices when you're having family time to include when you go on vacation or when you're having dinner. Family time is just as important. Setting goals and doing things in your business, Brian. Well, I want
1: to add one one last resource, yes. and, and that's the Bible. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I may carry this to an extreme sometime, but First 1 Corinthians fourteen forty says, "But everything must be done in a proper and orderly way." God is a God of order, and the Book of Nehemiah is is one of the best project management tools uh, anyone could have. It takes into account politics and resources, motivating people. Uh, so, if you want a good resource for project management, go check out Nehemiah.
0: Boy, that's a that's a gr- that's a great book and a good word. And all of us, I'm sure, would say at the end of the day, the first and best leadership book when it comes to setting goals and accomplishing them begins by taking God's word in daily, consistently, regularly, and personally. In fact, God's word can become, can it guys, the filter through which all of these other resources um is our measured by and thus we're allowed to pick and choose that which is best to accomplish that which is most important to glorify the Lord in whatever we do and however we do it. Well thank you so much guys for being our guest on the Star City podcast today. And friends, I hope you've been encouraged and learned something and we'll revisit some of your goals And or maybe start some goals that you haven't yet picked up and begun to strive for. I'm Brian Smith, and until we can meet together again here on Star City, I hope you have a great rest of your week.